everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast, Sippy Cup Cocktails. Brought to you by... Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Have a kid you need to go away? Send him Willy Wonka's way. Now featuring the everlasting gobstopper. Oh my god. <laughs> hey everybody, it is Sippy Cup Cocktails. Cocktails time. <laughs> As always, I am Lance. I'm Hallie. <laughs> I caught her mid-drink, that's my fault. Hence the glass and the ice. And this is my second one, and I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> oh, that was loud. How are you, honey bunny? I'm good. We didn't make any New Year's resolutions formally, so I didn't break them yet. So I'm ahead of like life. 90% of the competition. <laughs> Just life in general. Just life. Yeah. Just life. Um, I really haven't started any of my like... Well, I did yesterday. I finally did. Yeah. Started doing my... Stretches, touch the toes, reach the air, touch the toes, reach the air. I'm doing that backwards. <laughs> You're doing that opposite. She's <laughs> <laughs> saying touch your toes, her arms are up in the air. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel remarkably good because in this past week, I feel like I'm the one person that hasn't been enamored with Marie Kondo. And so <laughs> I'm like the only person in the world that she has not changed my life. I haven't either because I did it all before. That's true. It became like we, yeah. I was Marie Kondo before Marie Kondo was a thing on Netflix. Yeah. So, so there. Yeah. I'm ahead of the universe. Boom. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what drop the mic sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like a pew pew Star Wars gun. Yeah. Pew pew. You drop the mic on a Star Wars laser. <laughs> No, we're um we have to adjust to going back to work five days a week. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm so over it already. I need a vacation from work. <laughs> Which I guess is what a vacation is. Yeah. It's, it's like I, I said, folks, it's my second glass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's vodka. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I can't even just imagine. I know, maybe it'd be better, but I can't imagine what it'd be like to be over in Europe where, like, the entire continent just shuts down for two weeks for the holidays. Love it. Yeah, like, they just admit, no one's coming into work. No one wants to go into work. Let's just meet back here on January 3rd. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Ideal. Yeah. I, I don't know why anybody else functions any other way. Yeah, may, maybe that would Us be Americans better because Americans have then, it crazy. Yeah, it'd be better dummies. because everybody was would be in the same boat. Well, like, but that's, like... In school, when you were taking Spanish class, you learned that, like, everyone around lunchtime went home for a long lunch and a siesta before they went back to work. Yeah, like and a two-hour like, lunch. What? How is that possible? How do they not get fired? Like, that would be unreasonable for someone <laughs> in the U.S. to do that. How would my employer, my boss, allow such a thing? But it's like, oh, dude, I'm totally moving. Yeah. But the, the flip side of it is then they work to like seven or eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, as a kid when you learn about learning yeah, about that. They don't like, tell you that part. Yeah. Well, it's, you learn about that and you're like, yeah, but that's when Family Matters is on. <laughs> <laughs> I work. So I, I skip my lunch so I can come home early. Yeah. <laughs> there you like, go. No lunch for me today or ever. So I can go home an hour early. There you go. Mm-hmm. Every day. If you can do that, that's smart. I do it. What do you think about the like the four by ten work schedule? Is that something you'd be in um, favor of? I don't know, cause you know your eight hours is coming about about seven and a half hours. I'm kind of already winding down. So if that was a four day a week, there would be like two and a half hours of unproductivity for you me. Feel like that? Four days a week. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be something you'd have to get used to. I think. 
I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I would be ready to go with that. Yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah. Because you do that in the summer, basically. Yeah. Three 12-hour days. Yeah, just the idea of I do 10 hours four times and then I get three days off. Score. Yeah. You'd be okay with that, but it would never work for us. It, it wouldn't work for us, no. <laughs> but yeah, ideally, ideally for me, it'd be four 10 hours. I do Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday. You get that break mm, in the middle of the week, and I then see. you get your normal weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you don't have to deal with anybody at work, like, walking around saying, hey, it's hump day, woo-woo. Which my boss did today. He came out. I had my headphones in, shook the back of my chair, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And he goes, what, what, what day is it? And I'm like, oh, God. it's." And did you look at him and say, it's only Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's the day. And he just kept going, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, Geico's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, they brought those commercials back into the collective consciousness. And you. the only reason I know about it is because we're watching the football playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about the only time I watch broadcast TV. Well, I think mom said something about it. What? When yeah. we were over there on Maybe New Year's Christmas? Eve? Christmas? Christmas or New yeah. Year's, yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, we just don't watch a lot of broadcast TV because mm-hmm. we're those millennials that are killing industries. Yeah, <laughs> down with you, Applebee's. Yeah. And what was the other one recently? Uh, well, there was there was Applebee's, uh, Harley Davidson's, the other big profile yeah, one. Yeah, but what but if... the the big one I saw was yeah. uh, baby boomers are complaining because their property values next to golf courses are going yeah. down because millennials are not playing golf. Yeah. Screw you, golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> millennials are coming for you. <laughs> or i guess already after you one or the other well, it's, it's what more... will be next though that's the question well what will I, be next? They, the biggest thing i get is they complain like millennials aren't going golfing and buying these golf course houses anymore it's their fault and they don't consider that millennials have you know six-figure college debts yeah exactly. and so they can't buy houses next to golf courses we're lucky to afford a nice apartment yeah hell sometimes not even nice <laughs> no most of the time not even nice yeah yeah it's always like this is my roommate vlad he just came with the place i don't <laughs> i don't know how that works but he's just here like all the time <laughs> he comes out of the manhole which is weird because we're on the fourth floor but he pays half his rent so i don't ask questions <laughs> it's all right it's all good <laughs> Jeez. there's apartments though on um 96 and portal road those look nice though Oh, yeah, and those new ones that came up by our place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those. The Lux. The Lux. Because they're luxurious. <laughs> there we go. I had to think about the word. Well, I was just, that has to be the most douchebag thing is taking like an elegant word and shortening it to three letters so it'll fit on your Twitter handle. Oh. Oh. And it's like, look how high class we are. A millennials? Wink. So, what if they wanted to call the apartment classy? Well, they just call it CLA. It'd be like CLS. <laughs> It'd be, and it'd just be class. Class. And you'd have to say it like that. You class. would. Class. That's how they would reach you. Like, hi, welcome to class. And you go like, I'm leaving. <laughs> you just turn around and walk out. I'll go back to the dumpster with the raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> they understand me. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah, so, um. I saw something that's going to generate some good discussion. Oh, sorry, phone. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You good? Yeah. Okay. All right? Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, Duncan Jones, film director. Oh, I was going to say owner of Duncan Donuts? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Duncan (laughs) Tim. I don't know. Um, uh, Duncan Jones, I mean, world-class director, World of Warcraft. Lots of donuts. Got it. Mm -hmm. He actually has done good movies, but um, that's beside the point. There was a tweet that he sent out this weekend that caused some shit with parents. And what was that? Okay. Do tell. I quote. We haven't. You haven't told me this. No. I know. You really have it. Shocking. We tell every. I don't. I, each other was, everything. This is something I tucked away. Oh my gosh! You are hiding stuff from me now. For the podcast. <sighs> Gotta make that content. Um. So, Duncan Jones on I think Saturday tweeted, "I have two kids, two okay. and a half years and nine months old, respectively." Holy hell. I'll tell you something I never see anyone admit. Mm. They are exhausting, frustrating, and life destabilizing. They are rarely fun. Sure, smiles are great, hugs are lovely, but it's hard and not obviously a good choice in life. Now, he followed it up. Why did he have kids? <laughs> well, just he followed it up <laughs> no, with. I was just joking. He doesn't know. This is where people feel compelled to say, quote, I wouldn't change it for the world. But, you know, of course I'd reconsider. It's exhausting. It's banal. It's like looking after a dog you can't house train. Yeah. What it is, is that it is, and they are mine. Hopefully they turn out okay. (laughs) Now He's realistic about it. Yes. Now, your knee-jerk reaction that you had Mm -hmm. right there seemed to be the general uh, pushback on Twitter. But I said that, and then I realized right away, it's like, nobody knows how they're going to react until they're in that situation right like you could think it's going to be flowers and running through the running through the meadows and throwing baseballs and kicking soccer balls until someone smears shit against the wall (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 yeah it's a lot of things of like oh you're not appreciating the joys of parenting how dare you say that like you don't appreciate your children and there are people that can't have kids and yeah like that you know, means that his opinion has to be positive all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think he brings up a good point is that no one talks about that in public, that every parent has those moments. Oh, yeah. And for sure. Especially in like this social media world where mm-hmm. you feel compelled to put your best life forward for everyone to see all the time. Yeah. You're never going to talk about your difficulties. Yeah. And Everybody puts forward the the pictures and the blinder, the information out with blinders on. Yeah. Yeah, every, everybody posts, like, the fun pictures when they're out with their friends at the bars or the clubs or whatever, and nobody puts a picture of them, like, throwing up in the dumpster in the alley yeah. because they drank too much. Mm-hmm. I know I put a picture on. There was that black and white, like, no, you just posted the picture, and you didn't put any type of ca- caption. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, I like, post- a seven-day series or something. Yeah, and I posted a picture of our kitchen table, and it was just food left there, um books and like jackson's toys and everything and if you looked at the picture you would just have thought like oh it's a family dinner like nobody had would know that a meltdown had just occurred yeah because that wasn't you know us panting with like energy of trying to wrangle our probably then six-year-old that was probably yeah that was probably two years ago yeah six-year-old was not in the picture so nobody knew that that table had just been basically left like that because jackson was having a meltdown yeah but yeah nobody wants to put that that negative stuff on there too much it's always sugar coated candy coated. exactly yeah so. and, and it's just it's so weird just how 
much of a reaction he got of people telling him how wrong he was for how he felt when those are his feelings. Like, yeah. that's you don't control how you feel about a situation. I think that's wrong because I have coworkers and we, I mean... Yeah, we joke about it and everything like, oh, I can't believe like that my kid kept me up until midnight. I mean, and we're exhausted and people like, oh, yeah, we've been there, done that. Like we we rally, I think, around each other a little bit more at work with the ones that have kids. Um, But I would never like the only thing that I don't like to hear parents say constantly or really much at all is I need a break from my child. Like, I, I don't like hearing people say oh i just need a break it's like then why did you have a child yeah it's... i i mean there are s- circumstances where like yeah a total break is needed but i don't like there i had a coworker a long time ago who she was just constantly saying like she needed a break right when when you're saying you need a break two days into summer vacation yeah it then... was like two days into like every week it was like every tuesday she every, twice to three times a week she was saying I, she needed a break and it's yeah. like then why did you have a kid and then she had another one and it's like oh god <laughs> so yeah I don't know. yeah the biggest thing that got traction off of this uh, duncan jones tweet mm-hmm. um was a it was an op-ed in the washington examiner uh written by a mother and the just the the headline of it is a viral tweet explained how hard parenting is it left out that it's completely worth it. And she went into this like three page just tear down. Well, of, how old are her kids? I, I, yeah, I don't now recall. She can, like, but, that's the thing is it depends on where her kids are. Like she says it's totally worth it. Well, her kids are probably older. So she doesn't have the realization of what the meltdown or the exhaustion yeah. she felt. She's 17 years down the road. Well, yeah, it was totally even, worth it. Even if she's not. She is doing that sort of social media thing because here's the line that I kind of copied down that stood out to me in this op-ed. Quote, parenting isn't actually all about him and how he feels. The what? Which she's basically saying how the parent feels isn't a part of parenting. It's not about you, the parent. It's about the children. Huh? And it's that seems like such a narrow mindset to me because if you don't take into account how you feel as a parent... That's how you end up, like, repressing things and bearing them down and not dealing with the feelings you get about your kids. Yeah. Where you don't you don't talk to your spouse because, oh, I can't talk about that because this isn't about me. And So, because cause I'm a parent, it's not about me, it's about my child 24-7. Yeah. Which, that actually it's more accurate for us but (laughs) it's different situations i just even with having a dis you know a child with a disability or autism yeah let's just say that i still yeah he's always in the forefront of my mind but my relationship with you is just as equally important or my relationship on self self care yeah your relationship with yourself is important too yeah if i'm not parenting is a is a give and take like any other type of relationship you can't just parent all the time yeah. i mean yeah it's you're not supposed to take into your your it's it's your considerations for your feelings of how you're parenting like yeah it basically i got the gist of that of 
put yourself to the side for 18 to 20 years and then unpack yourself after two decades. So she's like basically saying you're not allowed to grow or expand or asset yourself because you just need to focus on parenting 24-7 for 18 years? Yeah, it just seemed to discount the the fact that parents have emotions and are people too. (laughs) They're not just these paragons of humanity. Mm. Um, A couple other kind of choice tweets I wanted to... Well, follow up with or unless yeah. you had more to well, talk like, about this it kind of i was talking to co-workers and i want to bring them in here to talk to, on a podcast soon um but like one of my biggest pet peeves when i was pregnant was people telling me that oh enjoy these times they're the best times of the you know enjoy all the moments because they're gonna be gone before you know it and it's like stop telling me that because then <laughs> i'm not going like if i'm not enjoying a moment then i then there's this like feeling of well I'm not a good parent because I'm not enjoying every single moment they, of my child's young years. Yeah, they're pre-guilty. Yeah, you. almost. So I talked to my coworker and she's like, "Yeah, screw that." Well, I'm like, "I like you a lot." It's like the thing they always tell. It's like, "Oh, enjoy high school. It'll be the best four years of your life." And no, you're just like, it's not. Oh my god, that's so depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like so. I can't even vote yet, and this is the best. This is I- the best of my life. Like. <laughs> What the hell are the next 60 years going to be like if this, before I even hit 20 is good? My assumption is anybody that tells me that, that told me like high school is the best 20 years or the best four years of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, you didn't go to Woodstock then. (laughs) 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 You missed out. You, oh yeah. You're Um, on that side of the line. Got it. (laughs) A couple other uh, choice tweets I want to point out that I think just shows how hypocritical people can be when it comes to like. Judging other parents. Yeah, the, the pedestal of parenting. Yeah. Quote, okay, imagine that exhaustion as a member of the working poor, mom or both parents working full-time and losing financial ground because of childcare expenses, and one of those kids is diagnosed with a chronic incurable expensive disease. What about that? What is that? What, is, what are they trying, what point are they trying I, to make? I think they're trying to say is, it's that sort of thing of that, uh, what you were just saying where people's like, oh, I'm so tired last night, and like the new parent goes like, well, I have a baby at home. Yeah, it like doesn't they're just really they're com- like they're competing as parents, yeah. which was just well, and um, I just overall I don't like that. Like, well, I'm so tired. Me too. No, I didn't sleep at all last night. Well, congratulations. It doesn't de- diminish or like unvalidate my tiredness just because your tiredness is different from mine doesn't mean it's like or like when people say they're busy. I'm so busy. It's all relative. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then tangent. Yeah, and then to wrap up. Mm-hmm. At least on this story. Uh, oh, we have quote, more stories? No. <laughs> I, I got one more. Um, I feel sorry for you that this is how you feel about your kids. It's like you're missing the point of being a dad. Frowny face. He said that there's both sides. The yeah. guy said that, that, yeah, it's great and the hugs are good and the kisses are fine, but overall it's exhausting. And yeah. no shit is it when you have a two and a nine month old. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it and yeah. just those kind of tweets like that but last then again, one. You're kind of mental for having them so close together. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. I only have one and then I have a 34 year old I could take care of too. Oh, I see how it is. Mm hmm if only every child cooked you dinner every time i know gosh we need to train jackson (laughs) come on kid start earning your keep cook mama dinner um i I always feel like those (laughs) (laughs) landed like just two seconds after i hit my sentence yeah um i was like those tweets where it's like you're missing the point of being a parent 
it's <laughs> you want to just say no shit it is so <laughs> i self- totally am <laughs> don't know why i'm doing this can we just yeah. put them back yeah those those <laughs> tweets are so self-serving <laughs> to put them back god sorry no it's all right but yeah those those tweets are so like self-importance of like I don't miss the point of being a parent. I know like, so much more than you. Like they're the type s- of people who drink their coffee with their pinky up. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> <laughs> their pinky up. How dare they? It's I. I see that person. I don't know what her name is because of what her Twitter handle is. But I assume Kathy I assume or Catherine. Well, say I'm sure. I assume it's something like I don't know. Kathy, but with an I. Sorry, all like, Kathy's with an eye. We that's, love you. That's what I picture. <laughs> that and then, uh, like, I'd like to see your manager haircut. Oh, yeah. Tell your story. Um, Tell your story. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, so That's the little, second time you brought it up tonight. Manager. I guess so, yeah. So, side yeah. tangent. I was out with Jackson uh, this afternoon doing our normal errand things, and he was doing his, I'm an autistic kid in a really cool place with high ceilings and cool stuff on the walls thing. Hell, yeah. I and, would, too. Actually, I'd probably do it, too, without, like, the... The without the fla- flapping the flapping or the you know pacing but there's sometimes i just want to stand and stare at things yeah and, and they're like no move along hallie move along <laughs> fine yeah and yeah. there was this probably early 50s lady with the i want to see your manager haircut <laughs> you know the the her name is ellen <laughs> i don't it's know like... why i'm coming up with all these things <laughs> i say picture that woman from johnny kate plus eight but without the the kids and the husband her name's kate yeah, I'm saying picture that woman. Her name's Kate. John sure. and Kate. Fine. John and Kate plus eight. Her name's Kate. Oh, okay. Noted. <laughs> anyway, she's over there and her husband's like filling out a credit card application for the store that we're both at. Yeah. And I catch her out of the side eye just like looking my way and she just has that look on her face of like, why is that child behaving that way out in public? And why is the father just standing there and... I, How dare you and let him enjoy himself? Exactly. It was I was breaking the social norms by allowing my son to break the social norms to enjoy himself and, again, and not I'm, cause harm to anybody else. Yeah. And again, in all fairness, this is just things I picked up. I did not actually speak to this person. These are just things I was picking up out of my because periphery. you had a crazy day at work. Yes, but and you were ready to tear into someone. Yeah. Well, she was looking like she was working up the courage to come over and tell me that what I was doing was wrong. Oh god! And I was intentionally not looking at her, just so. Then how did you know what she was doing? It was it was all like side eye and periphery per- and stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Per- <laughs> What's that word? Periphery. There you go. But you said it while you were staring right at your hand. <laughs> Because it was over here at first it was over on the there, side he, oh, of my face. And then he turned And then I head. turned my head and it was in front of my face. <laughs> and then he realized it wasn't written on your hand. And, and went, then I'm like, shit. shit, where's my phone? I need to look this word up. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. And I was just waiting because I knew she would. She just had that look of it. She'd go over like, you know, you really shouldn't let your son act like that out in public. And I just, I was ready to go with, and you should mind your own fucking business, lady. She's Luckily, I'm not there. I'm backing her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the two days I've had. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. The, so, that was a good night. Yeah. To, to, I mean, moment. Yeah. To, to wrap it all But up. now, say what your good moment was. Okay. We, we had a good moment then at the oh, other store. Oh, are you not ready to tell you that story? I mean, I was just going to wrap up the whole Duncan Jones oh, tweet okay. thing. Oh, okay. Finish the Duncan Jones. Yeah. Where's my donuts? <laughs> um. I, I feel like it's rare that you get these people to express the truth about 
the low moments of parenting. I think that's actually um, not just a parenting thing. I think that's in all of life. Nobody wants to hear the negative side of pretty that's much fair. anything. That's like, fair. Um, but yeah, it's and the the all the weird thing, especially that one okay, response let me take, I had. Sorry, let me take that back. If someone talks like even like myself, if someone if I blog about my lows with Jackson and being an autism parent, then I do get like you're doing a great job, keep it up, things like that. Um, if people are out there and say they have they're having a rough time with cancer or MS or um, epilepsy or you name it, um, people offer words of encouragement and support and everything. Right. But to come forward and say that you're struggling as a parent, everybody just expects you to like, you know, what's, now I've lost my like the expectations like yeah like just pull up your bootstraps and deal with it yeah it's like there's no words of like hey i'm sure you're a great parent keep up the good work you're doing good it's because it's not considered a a disability an illness it's a part of our normal culture nobody wants to offer words of yeah, encouragement it's, yeah, for yeah there's, there's like a baseline for sympathy mm-hmm. and it's way too high similar to like um I would almost say like relationships, like a husband and wife or sure. um, sp- any type of relationship, spouses, um, significant others, whatever. I don't think like, oh, I'm really having a hard time with my husband right now. I don't know where people lie on this, like offering words of encouragement and support yeah. to like, well, just keep at it. Keep communications open, like that type of stuff. People are always like, well, divorce him. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of her dump her get rid of facebook where, and hit the gym and then like we're parenting it's like what he found on twitter was you know i'm sorry you don't find the joys of parenting yeah it's so, it's it's like the equivalent of somebody going out there's like you guys i just can't figure out this frozen pizza thing and why did you have to just, bring up last friday i mean that's just rude I, i'm I just talking pizza. it's just one night a week where i try to do a frozen pizza and you don't have to bring it onto the podcast. Okay. I'm me having problems trying to cook it. Okay. Quit trying to garner fake sympathy. I cook the frozen pizzas while you just relax. So let's just put that out there. Except that one time I had problems with it because <laughs> I forgot to take it out of the wrapper. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm joking. No, I just, but, but yeah, it's like it's if people complain about or they discuss they're having difficulties with quote unquote normal aspects of life. Yeah. There is no sympathy for him whatsoever. Not even sympathy, but words of encouragement. Like yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. and the only time we ever really get that, I feel, is with these larger public figures. Now it's like Dunkin' Jones is not a super well-known household name. Like he's not a Kardashian or anything. Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Again, different guy. Oh. But okay. Um, you'll never like see just somebody with you know 150 Twitter followers talk about that mm-hmm. and see it blow up. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it's always weird. Like you get these moments of clarity from the people that just tend to have the bigger audiences because it takes one of them to be brave enough to admit these kind of troubles. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. Um, in other news, in other news today, brought to you by again our sponsor, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. What was that? Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You said I kind of stumbled yeah, over that a did. little bit. Yeah, that was. 
Sorry, yeah. sponsor. Yeah, I went mush mouth there. Um, there is an article I saw. It was basically like a interview of a guy who wrote a new book mm-hmm. on parenting. Which, oh man, a book about parenting? No Shocker! way. Shocker! I've never seen one. <laughs> Tell me all about it. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they should just replace every title of every parenting book of you're bad at what you do and here's how to feel bad about it. No, it should just be like every parenting book should be parenting one, parenting two, parenting three. <laughs> I wonder how many parenting books they'd be up to, like 1,083? I think once you get to four, you just repeat because everyone just keeps rolling over That's the same true. ideas. Um. But what if I told you right now I want to write a parenting book? Well, be number five. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this guy named Jordan Shapiro, who's a professor at Temple University. Uh, Is he related to Joe Shapiro? No. Thank God. You're, are you talking about Ben Shapiro? That guy too. Him too? Yeah. Yeah. Same guy, as just far, different. As far as I can tell, no. All right. Then um, we're good. But anyway, he um, he has a book out called The New Childhood. And compared the, to the old childhood, pretty much. Oh, okay. Because his big central thesis is that parents do not spend enough screen time with their kids. Oh my god, I'm so tired of these books. Last <laughs> month it was you, your child is spending too much screen time. Now it's you're not spending enough time screen time. Like people, make up your freaking mind. <laughs> I hate all these studies. I hate all these books. That's why I just read fiction. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Uh, he he kind of makes a point which I think has some merit in that at some point we're, as a society, going to have to accept that screens are part of everyday life. And the quote-unquote old rules don't apply anymore. Can I already say that we're already doing what this guy says? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing this up for the audience. Not I know. The... I know. But I already feel like where this is going, we already do that. Yes. Okay. And so he's... Pat on the back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he is um, talking about how parents need to not just say, oh, you just get one hour screen time, and that's just in a disengaged time. Yeah. Where you just need to accept that you're going to have your family dinners, and you're going to be talking about something, and somebody's going to want to Google something to look it up or mm-hmm. to prove a point. And that's fine, because that's, that's how a, the world works nowadays. That's a new norm. Yeah. Um, and when you have kids, they are going to be enamored with their screen time. They're going to be enamored with watching YouTube videos and playing video games. And the point is, engage with them. Ask them why they like the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're going down a YouTube rabbit hole, use that as the opportunity to educate them on what sponsored content is and why certain videos are made the way they are. Yeah. You know, the biggest YouTuber of last year was a kid who just unboxes toys. I never watched that. I wanted to try it just to see what all the fuss was about. It, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's nuts. Is it as bad as Baby Shark? Uh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and so this guy talks about how he uses the opportunity with like YouTube videos to point out to his kids to start thinking about why does this video exist? Mm-hmm. Like, is this something that somebody just made because they're passionate about it? Or is it because a company paid them money to show off a product? Gotcha. And is he? And so he's got his. I think he's like eight and thirteen year old already starting to recognize that they're just being sold stuff. Gotcha. 
That's so cool. they can they can steer themselves more towards just like creator driven content mm-hmm. on YouTube versus and, manufactured. Right. And when his kids sit down with a video game and he's like, Okay, I'm not real big on violent video games, but that's what they're into and so I use the opportunity to teach them about boundaries and mm-hmm. real life violence is never okay, but it's okay to have fun simulating violence as long as you understand that it's just fake and that it's so what you're telling me is this guy wrote a parenting book about parenting that is what i'm telling you wow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mind blown and i think we need to adjust our framework on this (laughs) just no just because it obviously with parents of our generation i don't think we have that much of an issue with it but the parents of Oh like no! Peop- I, uh, maybe, maybe okay. Maybe pull back. Yeah, get down the back a little bit. Yeah, I guess I'm. I look at it as a viewpoint of people that may have had their kids later in life. Mm-hmm. So they have kids that are about Jackson's age right now, mm-hmm. but they're ten to fifteen years older than us. Gotcha. And they might still just have these ideas from when they were kids of what rural structure should be like and things like that. Yeah. And they're just not taking the time to consider that society has made a couple giant leaps forward since the time they were kids mm-hmm. so i i think it's a smaller audience but i think that these these concepts may have a targeted audience that it would be helpful for i think it's all based off of your environment like i don't know if it's so much your generation as much as your environment and how like you and i are more media-based individuals um whether it's online content or books or stuff like that. So if Jackson's watching a movie or he's looking at a book, yeah, we might be doing our own thing at the same time, but we know enough to put ours to a side and engage with him when we see the opportunity. Right. Whereas I think that's all environmental based, whereas people who aren't, you know, I don't know, like, attuned to the same things that their children are in, sure. to whether, it, you know, I, well, I mean, yeah, there, I there know. are people that, there are parents, and it was a joke even when we were kids, that yeah. like, oh, I pop in the VCR, and it's a babysitter for two hours. Yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, I've, we do that a little bit every, you know, weekend, where he has his iPad time, and he has his iPad time, but he doesn't want us around. So we just go in and check and give kisses and check on him. And then it's like, bye bye mom. Um, But we're trying to engage with him. I think it's just, it's an environmental thing. Like I said, and we're at an advantage compared to some people. Because we might just to like some us and you know, our friends were just more media based and we, we get it. Whereas, I know I, I I know other people who are of that older mind frame of, you know, the TVs for babysitting. Sure. Thing. I don't know. I don't want to put anything buddy down. No, no. It's, I, I think it is fair to say that we're more engaged on the technology front of parenting. And I think it's that's fair to say because we're currently recording a podcast about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> that and, like, we have a child on the spectrum and he's engaged into electronics. Right. You know, his iPad, his movies, everything. And then if he doesn't have that right now, it's a book. And that's our other engagement. Be- you know, we both are book lovers. So we're lucky on that path. Whereas I think, like, some people who are into books or into m- 
um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the right wording for it. Yeah, I, I think... It's not their conference zone zoned to engage with. Yeah, I, I think some people just don't have... And again, I'm speculating No, here, I know. But I, I think some people just don't have the natural instinct to engage with their kids in the thing their kids are interested in that they are not. There. That's... Thank you. That's what I wanted. Like, ins- they... Parents... Like, if I have to see pets again, <laughs> I'll stab my eyes out with a toothpick. But I will watch it for Jackson because that is what he's engaged in. And I will read my book kind of why he's watching it. But if he becomes, you know, overstimulated or excited from a certain point, I know enough to pull myself away from my stuff to engage with him, whether... But it's not even when he's excited, but to engage with my child because that's what he's into. Yes. Like, it's yes, exactly. exactly what you said. Yep. And just leapfrogging off of that, just to something I realized about myself in this past week. What? Now, uh, you know this. Learning moment. Yes. Okay. Um, like, all the way back, like, in college and then, like, right after college, I used to be really into watching the same stuff over and over. Like, I would watch a lot of stuff on rotation and movies and all that stuff, and I don't do that very much anymore. And I, yeah, you can, you can oh, mock me. Oh, I can't me. really talk, can yeah, I? Yeah, mock me all you want, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I think I might go watch that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so or shut. Sabrina. Has anybody watched Sabrina? Here's a plug for Sabrina. Watch Sabrina. It's on Netflix. There's 11 episodes. Pure praise Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Would you look at that? Our viewer, our listener Views count just, just went down. just dropped amazingly. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's weird how you can see that in real time when we haven't released this yet. But I realized anymore, I don't like to rewatch like the same movies after I've seen them once. Mm-hmm. And I originally thought it was because, well, there's so much out there to see. There's so much I have not watched yet that it feels dumb there's to so rewatch much something. Yeah. But I realized that it's because with Jackson, we rewatch the movies <laughs> so often. Like mm-hmm. every time he says, I want to watch Secret Life of Pets, I want to go power sand my gums <laughs> instead of watching that movie again. <laughs> And so when that comes up of like, oh, um, you know, the Kingsman movie was really good. Should I rewatch that? Like, no, no. I'm going to watch something else yeah. I haven't seen it just to give me something new. I, I agree with that. I'm rewatching Howard's End right now. And yeah, it's good and everything, but it's more of a background because I am was like stretching the other night and then I wrote in my journal, but it was just background noise for me. So I'm not really rewatching it. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Parks and Rec half the time, unless it's actually an okay show to have on the background for Jax when yeah. you just need that extra little noise just to kind of keep him centered. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, that was that was my revelation about myself. Is no, I is, uh, I really I, agree with that because I'm kind of the same way. Like, yeah, I want to watch Sabrina again, but I probably won't. Yeah, that's which is something to say. I'm like, have I grown as a person? Like, no, I'm just sick of kids movies. <laughs> I'm just sick of watching the same thing over and over again. Which is funny because this is the week we decided we're going to rotate Jackson's movies. Yes. So we gotta, we you know, start shifting we're not around. letting him pick his movies at night. We are telling him, this is what you're watching. If you don't want to watch it, fine. But this is yep. it. Ah, parenting. Yeah. It's so ridiculously 
I, I mean, it's, it's just parenting is just ridiculous. Like I mean, all I, the shit they don't tell you about, and you're just expected to learn. And then, like, if you like that guy, if you complain about anything, oh my god, you're the devil. You're the worst person ever. Yeah. So if we've learned anything for that story, what you meant to say was parenting is so ridiculously easy. Oh. No, it's not. It's it's a <laughs> it's a struggle every day. <laughs> but I think this was a really good episode. Twas. I think we got a lot of good discussion in. You're welcome. I think we made our sponsor proud. I would hope so. Yeah, look out for those golden tickets, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, whatever you do, uh, don't be the kid that wins it, because odds are uh, there's a one in six chance you're gonna die. So, <laughs> Willy Wonka, brought to you by Willy Wonka. <laughs> you're gonna die. That's the motto for Willy gonna- Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka, you're gonna die. <laughs> what did that movie teach young kids? It's to if you see Gene Wilder in a top hat, you run away. No, it taught kids to listen. Like, don't <laughs> screw around with the stuff you're t- not told not to touch. Just to yeah. screw around with. That's what it told. Yeah. Except the tunnel. The tunnel is always the freakiest part <laughs> in the whole freaking movie. That and the girl who turns into the giant. The blueberry? Blueberry. Yep. Yeah. I... The thing that always got me about that movie was how Gene Wilder played it when those kids were obviously getting themselves into these situations, and he'd always just be like leaning against the wall, like, "No, stop!" Don't. Didn't he actually had that? Please stop. There was that one part part in the movie where he did that. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that was my favorite part of it, where he oh. was literally just like, "No, don't." Please cleaning stop. his nails. <laughs> cleaning his nails. They can't like, see you do that. Dusting off his top hat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You want me to bring the, the downer? Or should uh, I leave let's, it? Let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let everyone be sad about something else this week. Okay. All right. So uh, that uh, is the end of this week's episode of Sippy Cup Cocktails. You're welcome, everybody. Yes. So uh, if you liked it, uh, please leave us a review. Thanks for sticking it, with us. Yep. It helps. Share it with your friends. Um, if you're new here, welcome. We hope you had a good time. And we will see you back next week for another round of Sippy Cup Cocktails. Cheers.